I'm excited that uh, you know once again, Jim. Like, how do you get these? How do you get these guests? I mean, Amazon Live. You have. If you don't have any idea who Kevin Colby is, boy, you are in for a treat. Just sit back. You're, and get, you're living under a dream yard, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm so excited. I got I got to meet Kevin uh, early this year, virtually, uh, albeit, because uh, he came on as a guest on uh, Social Chatter with uh, with our friend Christian Karasevich, who, and then he also came on Launch Your Live, our podcast slash YouTube, and. So we've really gotten to know Kevin. Uh, Kevin's a, a, a great guy. I mean, I think I think we would say he's the kind of guy we could hang out with in real life. I, I just think he's uh, he's so much fun, and he's uh, he's really doing some amazing things with creating video, whether it's live or recorded. I know he uses eCam and one of your favorite tools, and a tool that I, I'm going to have to go watch his videos, which is uh, Final Cut Pro, because I because I'm. I'm making that leap. That's part of my 2021. I'm going to start doing all this stuff that you've been been doing, so that in case you get sick, I can live. But uh, <laughs> let let's bring Kevin on because he's got a lot of great things to share with us today. Yeah, absolutely. So, without further ado, uh, Amazon Live, would you please welcome video coach, marketing specialist, and content creator overall overall great dude, Mr. Kevin Colby of Kevin Colby Media. What's up, Kevin? Hey, sorry, I'm I'm trying to I'm texting my my mother trying to explain the internet to her. I'll be, I'll be in just a second. Oh, okay. No, we'll turn it on. Oh, never mind. I'll do this later. <laughs> <laughs> she refers to it as the Facebook, and I can oh, say that because oh. she she doesn't have internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's how that's kind of how we joke around too. Sometimes, Kevin, you know, like I've told people that. Uh, you know, my parents are getting a, an, an Echo show for Christmas. I've said it multiple times, but they're not watching us on Amazon Live, so they still have no idea. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I've, I've given up on trying to <clears throat> get them something. I, you know, in, in fact, for years, I couldn't even get her a, a VCR, a VHS machine, because it was like, well, I'm afraid I'll mess it up. And it's like, you, you, you turn it on and off. That's all you do. You put the tape and you play. So I got the other end. It's like, I just buy everything and just figure it out and break it and then send it back. <laughs> and, then, and then you you guys may remember this, especially you, Chris, because you worked for Sony. Do you know what my mother started out with? The Sony Betamax. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Which actually had higher video quality than VHS. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. You know, yeah. beta over VHS. Yeah. But you know, the uh, you know, the consumers they, the world they lost, make they lost choices. tape war. Yeah. My first VHS machine cost like nine hundred dollars. It was the size of a coffee table. It had a remote that, you know, wasn't that long that all it did was like start, stop. That's it. <laughs> And I remember the the place I bought it from was like a furniture store because you know that's where you'd go to buy your V. Sure. And and they had a a wide selection of like thirty movies. <laughs> oh. and that was it. Yes, yes. Good old days when you would when you would run to the the different video uh, VHS stores. I don't even want to call them anymore to get that tape so you could watch it that weekend with your family because if Blockbuster was out, you were so upset, right? <laughs> <laughs> or if it was an extra long movie, you'd get both cassettes. That's right. You know, and it and you get the insert cassette to and people right now are like, what the heck are you talking about? It'd be like exactly. insert, insert tape two. Insert tape two. And then you'd find out the goober in front of you hadn't rewound it. It's like oh, it's 
It's going to take yeah. an hour and a half to rewind this movie. All right. And then you had to grab the VHS rewinder companion <laughs> to your, right? And this would rewind your tapes before you had to. So for those of you who are watching, you're not going to get a VCR tape in our carousel. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to get a Betamax the size of a coffee table, unfortunately. Although that actually would be awesome. I could see like hipsters buying that. You know, oh my word. Yeah. All, all over the world. And so if you've unmuted now and you're hearing um, what we're talking about right now, uh, <clears throat> Dealcasters Live is not just about drilling down through products that are on sale today or that uh, you might be able to, uh, to get to work on your content creation. We like to interview experts in the field. We like to you know, interview influencers. And uh, you know, one of the biggest that we know is, is Kevin Colby, who's, who's joined us today on Dealcasters Live. So if you want to know uh, what the experts use, and what they might suggest for you, even if you're just starting out or or doing all that stuff, there is no better person uh, to talk to today than to Kevin Colby. So oh, I appreciate back that. And uh, yeah, and uh, and soak it up. And and so Kevin, I just wanted to to take this opportunity and tell you thank you because you know Final Cut Pro was you know was something that uh, I I leaned into I don't know eight months ago. And so it didn't take me long to just find your videos. Of course, you know, you, F, FCPX and YouTube, and eventually you're going to, you're going to find your way to a Kevin Colby uh, video <laughs> because you're doing it right, you know, with the, you know, all of the thumbnails and TubeBuddy and, and all of that, but also the content. And that's really the most important part, right? You yeah. can check out oh, yeah. boxes with YouTube and everybody <clears throat> thinks they have the easy button and the special sauce for yeah. getting yourself found on, on YouTube. But, You've really found uh, a great way to develop uh, content concisely, so that if even if you don't know that much about Final Cut, um, I just found my way. Just okay, I'm going to the next video. I'm oh, you know, every time I'm watching, I'm learning a little something else that cool. I can apply to uh, to what I do. So thank you for that. And sure, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin, tell tell our uh, our viewers, uh, you know. What is the the Kevin Colby story? I know we were kind of joking beforehand that uh, you know you have a have a face for radio. So, uh, yeah, how, right. how did you get to where you are today? Um, well, and ironically, I did start in radio. Um, I when I was a kid, I, I thought you know I, I really I wanted to be a lot of different things, but I was fascinated with radio, and I had a chance to get into radio, and, and even got to work at the station I listened to. Uh, for a long time growing up, I thought, wow, this is the coolest thing. And um, then I, at some point, I had a chance to get into television. And I didn't, I mean, all I knew about TVs, I could spell it, TV. I had a pretty good shot at it. And it was a very small station, which actually became one of the first uh, groups of stations affiliated with uh, the new network that was starting called Fox. And I worked in television for a long time in uh, Nashville and stations associated with Charlotte and in Raleigh and uh, ended a run. Wow, I was, uh, I think I was with the last company about 24 years, something like that. I was a creative director at a Fox station. So it, it's funny how it kind of came full circle and led just an amazing creative team, far more creative than me, but I was, I, I'm, I'm still to this day cool with that. Uh, the position went away and I thought, you know, how do I use my gifts? How do I do these things? And after chasing some other positions that just didn't happen, I just started my own uh, video marketing business. And I just, I like to help people do video and get into video and use video to grow. Um, and, and I think a lot of folks I work with, you know, they're not really 
techie people or gearheads. They just want to be able to figure out some things and, and they know they want things to look better. So that's what I've done most of my career. I mean, I've, I've been very blessed with working with amazing people at great stations and uh, just getting a lot of cool swag too. <laughs> and you can never complain about cool swag. That's for no, sure. I mean, no, no. The funny thing is for a long time at Fox, you know, we'd, we'd get this cool swag that would last longer than a lot of our shows. And it was like, <laughs> oh, well, it was a great water bottle, but I don't remember the show. <laughs> oh, wow. The most memorable part of the new show is the, is the water bottle. That's, that's amazing. Oh, you know, opinion. and it was so funny because I, I would go to a conference every year and, and we would get to see the pilots ahead of time. And the, the pilots that they had picked up and... <laughs> You know, and they're doing their job a lot of times. And that we, I mean, there was a lot of great shows that launched. And then there were ones and they'd be talking it up and they'd show the pilot and we'd look at each other going, oh, this is horrible. This is, you can sell this all day long. Ain't nobody going to watch this. You know, by, by episode two or three, it's like, it's going on hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> but I got a great water bottle. And that was the most important thing to us. And, and you know, it's probably like, uh, you know, baseball and hockey cards. I know Chris has got a, hockey card he's very curious about right now that he owns, where you might make some money off of it because there were so few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and the cool thing is, I mean, there were some there were some neat things. Like, one of my favorite shows of all time still is 24. And so I got, I mean, I got to go on a on a, uh, a, a VIP junket to uh, New York when uh, they brought back uh, Live Another Day. Got to meet Kiefer and the, the cast and, and do a lot of cool things. But, it, you know, every once in a while, you would get some neat stuff for a show that you liked, and uh, it was it was really neat. But it, also the fun part was just giving away, promoting shows, and keeping up with tech, you know, on that side too. So it was neat. Yeah, our careers, Kevin, kind of aligned from the standpoint of, you know, even though yours is television and mine was the the music business, and you've you've uh, transitioned to your your own company as as have uh, I. But in the end, you're still working with with content creators, and yeah. you're still helping them in their journey and, and really, you know, having them focus on their art and, uh, you kind of help them, you know, do that. So I, I guess I'm curious, like, are most of the people that you work with, uh, somewhat beginner level? Are, are they, um, sort of intermediate? Um, is, does it, does it vary? And, and maybe who do you prefer, um, you know, I guess working with? Um, anybody that has good credit, I'm sure. <laughs> um, pay me up front. Um, you know, I mean, I've got a heart for nonprofits. I always have. Um, I just, I love, I love the folks that, you know, they're really not in it for the money and, and there's a cause behind what they're doing, <clears throat> whatever it might be. So that's, that will always remain something that I just, I love to do. Um, but you know, I just, I want to help people just just grow in video. I mean, I, I've joked about this, but I think there's some truth in it, is that, you know, my ego died a long time ago when I'm working with a client. It's that, you know, if what I'll always say to you if you're a client is your success is my success. It's got to work for you. And I, I've, I've got a client that is a, is a friend of mine and we've produced five, six-ish uh, online courses together. And she'll still to this day say, you know, what do you, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you think? Um, but, but we kind of produce it together. We trust each other. And to me, that's, that's worth so much. So, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, 
a troubleshooter. Hey, can I, you know, can I book you and figure out my camera? Yeah, I mean, I can do that, but I, I would rather take pe- people through a process. I mean, I have several clients right now that either are wanting to start a video podcast. Actually, one was going to do a podcast and I convinced them, why, why don't you make it a video podcast? And that way you kind of do one thing and use it twice. And they like that. And other ones are just wanting to maybe, you know, get, have their presentations look better. Uh, they don't know that they'll go back to public speaking or at least anytime soon. And so I just, I, I just, I love people and I love helping them and explaining it because it makes me learn it too. And that, and that's the other part of it that I like. That's cool. And, and, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, you really hit on something, Kevin, that I, I find fascinating because Chris and I, talking about all the time because like when Chris and I first met we met at a podcast meetup here in Atlanta and Chris was I I mean I think he maybe had started but Chris is like the podcaster he's he's the sound snob of of the crew here and I was the live streamer but what we've seen a lot of is to your point is like it's like this I don't know if it's emerging but you know you've got all these podcasters like I'd really like to do video yeah and you know like Christian and I with with launch your live have have done that when we interview people like you, where we're like, hey, let's make this video so we can put it out there on YouTube and people can like see the interaction because not everybody's going to think to go listen to a podcast. I think that's it's fascinating. And, and especially, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that's where the future is headed? Or do you think we'll always kind of have this separation? So I have a theory. Um, it's my prediction for at some point. I think it's going to happen. I I think the next thing that YouTube will get into is podcasting. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they've they've dominated video. Absolutely, positively dominated video, search video, right? They're, and now they're, they're experimenting with short, I mean, uh, shorts, literally, vertical video of 60 seconds or less. They've got community. Uh, which is almost kind of like can be a mini blog on there. I was, I was reading something that Roberto Blake wrote the other day and I thought it was like a blog post, but it was really good. And, and they've got their, their version of Patreon, you know. So what's missing in all this? I think it's podcasting. And I think that's why we're seeing things like, um, uh, what's the Apple thing? Uh, um, uh, Clubhouse that's just launched. Yeah. Now Twitter's going to do theirs. And, and, you know, Alexa's had their voice thing for a while. And to me, it's just the natural transition of, well, if people are already putting it on here, hmm, why don't we take on the Spotify's and the iTunes? I, that's my gut. Um, they don't return my call, so I don't know if that's <laughs> true. But, I mean, th- the thing is, you know, and I'll say this, and I'll probably contradict myself when I launch another podcast, and it'll just be a podcast only. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're just starting out or, or you're doing something and you want to start a podcast, at least consider the video podcast, even if it's just a solo, because it's easier just to shoot it and never use the video than just do the audio and then think later, well, maybe I should have put video to it. And I'm not a fan of just posting a podcast with just a slide. Yep. Or a graphic. I, I think that is almost misusing it, even though it's everybody's prerogative. I think it's almost misusing the space as opposed to a talking head, which somebody can engage with, but also maybe listen to in the background. I 100% agree with that. And I think we're, we're kind of aligned too. It's sort of like there, there's, there, it's, it's not peanut butter and chocolate, right? It's like um, you can't just say, 
oh, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an audio only podcast. Yeah. And then I'm just going to plop it onto YouTube because it's the second biggest search engine in the world and expect yeah. people are going to want to watch it or that it's going to get found and all of those things. You have to treat YouTube uh, for what it is, which is a very visual medium. And so if you have recorded an audio podcast and you have a visual component that you could work alongside it, but also I think uh, audio podcasters, you know, it's very intimate. It's very mm -hmm. like your, you know, commute, you know, walking the dog, running, um, you know, it's more, it, you know, so you could listen to a podcast for an hour, yeah. an hour and a half. On YouTube, it's kind of a lot to ask of someone to sit and watch your video for an hour and a half. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's so, so you almost have to um, make a different version, um, you know, one for the other. But I do, you know, YouTube in, 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 you know, Clubhouse you mentioned and Twitter, there's a lot of, there's battle for that space, for that intimate audio only space. And it, it would seem conceivable and maybe not all that difficult for YouTube to have audio only podcasts so you can stay on their platform get the ads, you know, and, and everything that they want out of you. And you don't need to go to Apple Podcasts. You don't need to go to Spotify. You don't need to go to Google Podcasts. You can just stay on YouTube. So, so well, and, and let's not forget too, Chris, look what Amazon has just recently done. I mean, we're now, you know, our podcaster on Amazon Music. I mean, Amazon, you know, we're live on Amazon. So Amazon, who already has, you know, a database of gosh knows how many people from all their shopping habits is now also has this information that they could very easily serve up like, hey, because you like uh, Final Cut Pro... Uh-oh, Kevin, Kevin will be back. Yep. Fell off for a second. Um, because you got Final Cut Pro, you could easily, you know, you might like this video because I, I think they sell the software like that on there. And so uh, I, I think it's really kind of a fascinating thing how how this stuff... Uh, is is evolving, and I think that uh, Kevin brings up a, a fascinating point that you know we could actually see YouTube move into the same space because you could say right. Amazon's kind of in a sense maybe gone the other way around because of, we think of them more of as an audio space right. as opposed to a, a you know a video space, but now they're moving into the video. Now, granted, they have their Prime Video, but that's more like. Uh, you know, it's the TV shows, it's the it's the movies, but uh, you know, by entering now into this live creator space, right? Like they have with Amazon Live, I, I think that they've really, um, you know, made it made it very very interesting. Um, I agree. And so, Jim, I think I think this is probably a good time while um, Kevin is is rejoining us, um, just to mention the contest that we do have going on. So. Those of you um, who have chosen to unmute and, uh, and are listening um, to us, all you've got to do once, you, um, you know, once you've unmuted and you hear my voice, there's a follow button and it's above uh, Jimmy's head. And if you hit that follow button and then uh, take a screenshot, uh, with either with your phone, I know most of you are watching on desktop. Um, you can take a screenshot that, that shows that you're following us. And then uh, once you do that, you can email us at contests at dealcasters.live. That's contests at dealcasters.live. And once you do that, we are giving away some prizes, compliments of StreamYard. Jim, we've got some swag and another yes. cool gift. 
you could get one of these giant. Now I'm telling you, it is nice. giant. Streamyard coffee mugs. That's that's one of the gifts. Uh, we've also got a T-shirt. I don't have the pillow, but they've got a really nice pillow with the duck, which no one's really quite sure what the name of the duck is, but we've, we've been told that they may <laughs> release that at some point to let people Whoa. know who the duck is. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll have a contest. And then, um, and then we're also giving away a year of the basic plan, which has a $240 value for those of you that might be watching right now that are thinking about getting started on live streaming, or maybe you've been holding back from, you know, multi-streaming because of, uh, you know, finances or whatever. So, you know, StreamYard is what we're using to produce this show. Uh, you know, so it's really, uh, really helpful, but, uh, you know, why don't we, while we're also waiting for Kevin to jump back on, because, right, that's what happens with live streams. Um, I wanted to go ahead and show people. It's in the carousel right now. Yeah, and that's, uh, I actually won this Joby 3K from Kevin, because Kevin actually was having a contest. But this is an amazing piece of gear. I mean, you talk about solid and right, and you can, you can bend it, right? I can sit here and, and bend it like I just did here. And, uh, and I can hold it in different areas. What I like too is you can have your phone. Like I actually have the mount, which is also in the carousel, that allows me to upload my phone. And you know, this it's got a level in it in case you want to make sure you're level. But just a really solid piece of gear. And I think uh, you know, a lot of times we don't think about how we're going to, you know, make things work when we when we put things on our on our tables or stands. So this is really, you know, I, I really think it's cool. It, it's built originally to work with your um, camera, and there he is. He's back. But uh, we were just talking about the Joby that uh, that I won from your contest, Kevin. And uh, I know Sorry you. Sorry about that. Well, I think my inter internet actually went down. The interwebs. You know, that's the beauty of live video, right? It happens. We yeah. Prepared and not. We we didn't scream. We thought about it, but uh, we, <laughs> we like, just. What the heck? We, <laughs> what happened? No. Yeah. Sorry about that. But, uh, no, no. We, no apologies needed. Um, but yeah, so that, yes, yeah, so I was just telling people about the, the Joby uh, Gorillapod. Uh, it, you know, I really uh, think it's it's great. You've, I know you use it. Chris yep. uses it as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and this thing's, it's it's a great deal right now. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so check that out. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get back because uh, Kevin, one of the things that that I find fascinating about what you do is you, um, you know, like right now, your background and, and and Chris and I talk about that all the time. You just look so good, you know. As as Chris would say, sometimes we sound like butter. Well, you just look like a like a a beauty king because Queen just wouldn't sound right. Thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. But you're a big fan of Canon. Yes. And I know uh, you have a video where you talk about the uh, the Canon M50. Yes. Like you know, and Which and is right there. The starter camera, right? Um, but uh, what what exactly? What do you like about Canon? What is it that really, I guess, uh, gets you? You know, like because I and I know we have we have your your camera in the carousel plus the one you're using now, which I believe is the uh, M6 Mark II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is is phenomenal. I mean, once I bought the M6 Mark II, and I played around with the M200, I believe it was. Is it M200? I think it was. And which was fine, but I'm not a big fan of cameras that I can't ever plug a microphone into. So if you're looking for a camera, 
always something to think about is does it have an external jack? Like I used to have a Canon G7X Mark II, great little camera, but you couldn't hook up a, a microphone to it. And that can be an issue. So I ended up uh, for live streaming. I, I wanted to, I, I typically don't produce in 4K, but I wanted to live stream in 4K. And the M6 Mark II is phenomenal. I, I, I go for, I started 4K and sometimes it gets down converted. But yeah, I, you know, I, and, and some people may say, yeah, maybe, you, you know, you, you, you're getting too blind to, to brands and stuff like that. And, and my thing is, I don't care. I mean, I like mics. I love Rode mics because they work. And to me, the Canon cameras, they're not perfect. I mean, they've got issues. And, and I know there's, you know, I, I wish the, the M50 Mark II had more things that were new on it than just a couple of things that Canon did. Um, I also realize Canon's a business. They're in business to make money. But one of the things that I like about Canon is their autofocus is absolutely amazing. They have a ton of lenses, and I think their cameras are just easy to use. I mean, um, you know, one of the things that people will say is like, you know, well, the M50 is just a beginner's camera. Here's the thing. You know, I, you know, there might be cameras that are less complicated to start with, but I've seen some amazing things done with an iPhone, which I consider one of my cameras, and some really like just crap stuff done with expensive gear. So I wouldn't, if you're looking for a camera, you know, think about budget and stuff like that. But to me, Canon just works. Um, they're easy to deal with. There's tons of accessories. But again, the autofocus, ooh, man, it's just, it's, let me say it, since you've already said it, it's better. It's so what, <laughs> what makes their autofocus so much better, in your opinion, than some of the other um, cameras that you may have tried? Well, and, and, you know, I, and I've heard that Sony has an amazing autofocus, especially in the, I think the A6600 and some of them like that. Um, just, I, I don't know how it all works inside, but, um, I know in, in, in like the, the Hollywood world, they do this thing called a rack focus. And people see it. They probably don't even know it where like, you know, all of a sudden, if you focused on the, the camera behind me, you know, I would go blurry as the camera came in. Well, a lot of times what I've done is because all of my screens will, you know, they're just touch screens. I can just like if I'm working with a client and they want to zoom in on something, I'll just touch it. And the camera will almost duplicate that rack focus because of all the 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 systems inside that I don't understand. I just know it it works and works so well. Um, most of the time I use facial uh, autofocus. Um, just because it is absolutely so good. Mm. So wow. um, I guess for for someone who is watching right now on Amazon and they're 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 seeing you know the, these cameras and maybe they don't you know they want to upgrade from a from a webcam or uh, you know they're they're a gamer and they're they're mm -hmm. they're they're just wanting to to elevate their game a little bit and there's all kinds of acronyms and terms being thrown around in in terms yeah. of of cameras. One is DSLR, one is mirrorless. There's and so I guess in in layman's terms maybe for uh for someone who's who's looking at that and saying, "Okay, I want to I want to improve from, I mean, obviously everyone should know by now the camera that's built into your laptop or your computer is, you know, can can be pretty much hot garbage, so you are going to yeah. want to you're you're going to want to upgrade um but you know, DSLR, mirrorless. Like, mm -hmm. Where should someone go if they're just wanting to 
to upgrade from yeah. uh, you know just a maybe a webcam level you know and i think that's a, that's a great question um yeah the 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 facetime cameras and laptops the, it's it's like the worst possible camera other than maybe a flip phone that uh, red uses on blacklist which evidently still works um but i also will say though if that's the only thing stopping you from creating content then use the laptop camera uh, I think too many people wait to get the right gear until they're going to produce content. And I joke, it's like having enough money to get married. You're never going to have it. And, <laughs> and it ain't going to last that long when you get married either, right? right. <laughs> there is no perfect gear. There's there's um, gear people like. There's there's bad gear, but there's not perfect gear. Um, and and webcams are fine. And they've, I mean, they've come a long way. But what I typically say is when people will say in these groups, a lot of Facebook groups is, you know, well, I, I need to, I need to get a better camera. What should I get? Well, what, why do you need one? What are you going to do with it? What's your budget? Because I could tell you about a $400 camera or a $2,000 camera. And the $2,000 camera may be phenomenal, but you might be okay with the $500 camera. Mm -hmm. So what's your budget? What are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to mount it to a desk? Are you going to be hiking with it? Does it need to be weatherproof? And so there's a lot of things that that people don't think about. And then, you know, does it come with a lens? Does it come with a mic? Does it come with lights and stuff like that? And and I don't say all that because it's easy to, for people to go with it. I ain't ever getting any gear if I got to think about all that. But, you know, if you go buy a car... You know, you got to think about the tires and the oil and everything else that comes with that you need, right? And there's ways to save. Uh, I personally think a lot of kit lenses are fine. Here's the thing. I think, I think there are these terms out here that the professionals, which I guess I am one, but I take issue with this. The professionals are like, well, you don't want to use a kit lens. Why not? Why not? What is wrong with the kit lens? I've shot client work that they loved. That's done well with a kid lens. Should I give it back? <laughs> I mean, so you can do some amazing things with maybe what comes with it. So, you know, uh, the, the, the big thing, like Chris is saying, you know, what's the difference with some of these terms? You know, DSLRs were around before mirrorless. And it just means they've got mirrors in them. There's more working parts. They're usually a little bulkier and maybe heavier. Uh, and then mirrorless has come along. They're usually lighter. Like the M50 is smaller. It's light. I've got a Canon uh, SL3 that's a little bulkier. Um, but the mirrorless has fewer working parts. Um, they're probably a little bit more trustworthy in terms of just working. But, you know, I think you have to ask yourself, what do you want to do? What do you need to do with it? Does it, does it need dual purpose? That's one of the things I always ask my clients. Do you want something that you can take with you? Because, even, like, let's talk mics for a second. You know, are they going to mount a mic to a desk? Or do they want to be able to take it with them? Because that will change that dynamic as well. So, um, I, I would say just, you know, I wouldn't look for best camera. I would look for, or at least when you're, when you're doing your research, look at how people are using them. You know, again, I love Canon. I know, I know Sony makes great cameras. I don't know much about a lot of them. In fact, my, my friend Diana Gladney and I, we give each other crap all the time. You know, I've told her about, you know, that she's gone to the dark side. She's turned her back on. Yep. And no, I'm not, you know, 
And I told her I did try and order a Sony and it got back ordered. So evidently God didn't want me to have one. And then that's the conversation we have. But I, you know, there, there's so many cameras out there. I would say don't, don't overspend, you know, maybe, and you can find great deals everywhere, everywhere. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, buy one and, and play with it and try it. You know, the best thing you can do is hit record and post it and see what it does. You know, just don't buy it and stick it in a box and go, well, one day, yeah. one day I'll, I'll create something. Well, Kevin, and you brought up something earlier that I think it was, was a very interesting comment from my perspective. You said, I'll live stream in 4K, but I don't necessarily record it. Mm-hmm. And it, and I find it fascinating how sometimes all these people want to like live stream in 4K, but some of the platforms that they want to go to now, mind it, you're a YouTuber, it works. But you can't even do 4K on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Let alone 1080p. So if you're going to be a Facebook Live person, um, why are you going to spend thousands of dollars to get this high-end camera when probably, like you said, something like the Canon M50, if you want the camera, is a great place to start. And I think the microphone one is a great uh, conversation as well. I know... Uh, you're a fan uh, of of Rode. I, I think we both would agree that Rode's a great product. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we were going to put the wireless goes in the carousel, but apparently they're they're hard to get right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're they, you know, they're great. Um, um, yeah. I mean, the thing about 4K. I mean, you from what I understand, you can you can live stream on Facebook 1080p if you're a gamer, but everything else is 720. But I think you just nailed it on the head. Think through, um, and I speak from experience of buying and then thinking sometimes, think through what, what you really need it for. And, and maybe it makes sense to, to get a little bigger that you can future proof depending on what you're going to do and what your business is and things like that. But goodness, you can spend a ton of money on gear, a ton and accessories that you really don't need. Like, well, I, in fact, I won't say who it is. Um, but there was a YouTuber, I don't know, a year or so ago that did a video um, about if you really want to get more client work, you need to buy a gimbal. And I thought, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, ever. <laughs> I've never had a client or known of a client to ask me anything about my gear, ever. They want to know, how's it going to help them grow their business? How much is it going to cost? When's it going to, and, and, and when are they going to get it? And if I show up with a gimbal or a slider or name it, I, they never go, well, I'm glad you brought that because I think we're going to need that. I don't even know what it does. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, as far as microphones too, um, again, anybody that knows, I mean, all you got to do is go on YouTube and, and, and type in, you know, what is the best microphone for? And, and you're going to get, you're going to get all these opinions and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, you'll just go on and on and on. But you know, I got to tell you, I, I've, I've been able to create some cool stuff with little things and, and, and the, the road wireless goes, Oh my word. They're just, they sound good. They're easy to use. And, and they pair when you turn them on and, and, and people watching this don't know what that means. It's like, Years ago, if you had wireless, you'd have to find the channel. Maybe you can relate to old walkie-talkies. You remember, I, I'm, or, the, or the CB radios, hey, I'm going over to channel six, you know, and you click it, right? <laughs> well, 
the wireless goes, or the, the road wireless goes, when you turn them on, there's a transmitter and there's a receiver and the transmitter has the mic built in. It's just, they work. As long as they're charged up, they work. And to me, whether you're, a, if you're a beginner, ain't that great. And if you're somebody that's me, that's not quite a beginner, ain't that great because that's one less thing I got to worry about. And the the client I was talking about earlier, the silversmith, that's how we shoot our audio. And we clip it right under here. In fact, I got a little magnet for it. And we put a little piece of tape here so it doesn't... And the audio sounds phenomenal because she's down like this a lot. So if I was miking up here, you wouldn't hear. If I was miking under here. So... um yeah, a lot of people, a, a lot of people, when it comes to video, when it comes to YouTube, and I, I know you're, you're, we've stressed a lot about audio, and it, audio is is like paramount. It's it's oh yeah for in doing video, if your audio is hot garbage, no one will watch or be able to hear what you're really trying to communicate. I mean, maybe they'll be able to read the captions, um, but you know, if you're in a big room and oh, yeah. there's no carpet. And you've got, you know, the only mic that you've got is, is, you know, on your camera across the room or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like you've got to have that lapel or you've got to have a really good boom. If, if, if it works, like you said, directionally, but audio is like, you know, it's not, it's not even like buying a $400 mic or or even a hundred dollar mic. You just need to make sure that the sound source is close to where the microphone is. Yeah. And it's not picking up everything else that's going on and bouncing around uh, yeah. the room. So I'm 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 glad that you that you're touching on audio. Well, and let me let me throw something out too that that uh, you know I think it's easy it's easy for for to get into the well it it's got to cost if it's got to be it's got to cost more to be good and some things some things you are going to get what you pay for. Granted, but not everything. Like for the longest time, now I can't tell you why I changed. I just, it's what I do. You know, it's like I, I've got everything I need. Oh, look at that. But I still have an Audio Technica ATR 2100 mic. I, in fact, I found out about it, I think, from Pat Flynn watching one of his videos. It's a great mic. Fantastic mic. Comes with uh, two different types of cables, a little cheap mic stand, which is not great, but it comes with it. And it's like under 70 bucks and it sounds phenomenal. But I think what happens is people that don't, you know, they, they're just, they're not really sure. They go, well, it can't be that good, you know, because this guy over here uses that big mic and it's like at least three or 400. Yeah. But, you know, are you going to record an album? I mean, are you, know, what are you going to do? So just try it. And, you know, I just, it, it, if people would, I think there's a fear of gear. I don't know what to get and I don't know what to buy. And I think all these people say, I need this. And it's just like, start with the basics. You're right. Audio though is, is the, is the most important part of video. You know, we'll put up with crappy video, but if I can't hear you, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to stick around. And, uh, you know, and it just, you can find some really good deals. And uh, refurbished. I don't mind buying refur. I, in fact, today I just bought another camera because why not? Right. Um, it's my own Christmas gift to me. I'll tell the wife later when it's in stocking. Um, but I, you know, I bought it refurbished. You know, it comes with a guarantee. 
just as good as the new one. And I saved probably 150 bucks. <laughs> wow. That I can use to buy something else. I'm all about I'm all about refurbished and and last year's model, right? I mean, it's yes. like, you know, everyone wants to jump at the new, you know, model 128 because that's the new whatever yeah. it has a, you know, new bell and new whistle, but it, then that usually means last year's model comes down. Yeah. And that that works for me and I think what we're what we're kind of all talking about is like find something that that absolutely works for what you need it and get good at using that. Yes. You know, don't yeah. just go, I'm getting that because Joe Rogan has it and I'm getting that because, you know, this influencer has it or whatever and that's the best mic or that's the best camera or whatever. It's like, get, yeah. get the right camera for you yeah. and get it the best you possibly can. And then you can graduate once you start making and, and you feel like you need a better, more expensive piece of... Yeah, it's... Well, it's better to use what you've got and start creating and getting your message out there and helping your business than waiting till you get the right gear, which doesn't exist. And then, then I'll start. It'll always be something. Well, and, and to your point, you know, as well, it's like a lot of these people don't realize, I mean, you've gone through this journey. That's the journey that Chris and I have just started when it comes to, as an example, with YouTube monetization, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm going to invest all this money. I'm going to have this channel. And next month, I'm going to have dollar bills falling from the sky because it's not going to happen. No. Uh, You you know, so I think, you know, if anything, I I always, you know, kind of preach the just try to get better 1% every time you go live. And so if it starts out, it's the microphone, like you said, with, you know, the the ATR 2100, very similar to these Samson Q2Us that, that Chris and I are using right now. And this was about a $70 microphone. But yeah. to your point, it, it's a USB mic and an XLR. So I started out with USB and then I was like, oh, I can get a sound interface and still use this mic. So I felt yeah. like, oh, what a deal. And, and I love your, your idea about, the, about refurbished cameras. I'm, I'm going to have to talk to you when we get, get done with this so we don't upset Amazon. But, but I, I've thought about that myself. It's like, why well, get a brand new camera? Because all these you know, uh, yeah. photographer snobs like i don't need this anymore and they get rid of it and go get a new one um you know so guys like like me and chris can afford to get that get the camera because it also goes back to where you're going to use it yeah you know, yeah. Uh, you know most of my videos so far has really been you know using the desktop I, you know i keep saying i'm going to start doing a little bit more remote so as as people joke sometimes i'm not in front of the comedy club wall all the time um, <laughs> But I like but, it. Uh, See, it works. And Chris's background works. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I am not, I'm not a fan of green screen at all. Yep, we're not. Um, I, 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 you know, unless you've got like Marvel studio size budget, it typically doesn't look real. You know, yeah. um, I, one of the group today, this lady wash like, out around the ears. Yeah, and- why does my webcam look so bad? I'm like, because it doesn't look like you're really there. I mean, you know, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to give you that depth. I like, I just like real. And so sometimes I think simplifying the process so you can put more of that energy into your message is where you need to be, you know? And so brick background, the guitars are really sweet. I, you know, it's, you know, it, it, I mean, and there's there's things you can do right. to enhance even that without spending a ton of money. By the way, so Amazon's not upset. You can buy refurbished on Amazon. Oh, yes. 
So there you go. I was going to say that earlier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your show's been renewed. Having a, yeah, exactly. It's about, it's about, um, having, being interesting with your background and not distracting. And a lot of times the green screen just cause is like, I, I can't help but stare. Like, what is that person hiding? Like, what is, why did their ears just disappear? Like, what is happening back there? I was I was on a call with a guy one day and he kept doing move and every time he moved his arms, they would disappear. Yeah. And I thought it was fascinating, but distracting at the same time. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, the other thing too, and I and maybe this gets off gear a little so you guys can tell me if if I need to stop, but you know, my my office studio is a converted bedroom that's eleven by thirteen. And I can probably get four to five different shots out of here by just moving the camera, changing the angle, standing up, sitting down, changing the light. And so people think, well, I've got to have a major, a big studio. No, you don't. I got to have all this gear. No, you don't. What's your message? What's your content about? You know, and focus on that. And if you don't want to do a lot of production, go live. You still need to do some production, which I think gets undersold sometimes. But there's no editing and all this other stuff. Now, I mean, I realize if you want to repurpose it, that's different. But, you know, just do live. Yeah, right on. Well, and I love, too, how your camera, because you're using a camera and not a webcam, that you are able to have that blurred effect. And it really keeps the focus on you. Because I think that's the other thing. I mean, yeah, so to all of you that might be watching right now, if, if you're on Zoom or use Zoom, Stop it with the virtual backgrounds. Yes. I, I'm so tired of, of watching virtual backgrounds in meetings. Like, just you we know, know you're not at the beach. Yeah, right. We know you're not a stormtrooper. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and I love the idea of, of, of using the, the different camera angles. I think that's kind of one of the next thing I'm, you know, thinking about how I can set it up, you know, just to, you know, so because I even in, uh, the video I was watching earlier you today where you kind of showing how you were just fl- uh, switching. And in fact, wh- while we're talking about switching, because I know this is something, Chris, you just bought. And I know that uh, you're a big fan of it too. And that's the Elgato Stream Deck, the 32 key. Tell me, tell me about that. I, I think it's, it's fascinating. It's definitely on my... I need, to, I need to create an Amazon wish list. So maybe my... my yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I have one that is way too many items in it. Um, I think the only other thing I have this larger is my my Netflix queue of the shows I'm going to watch one day. You know, <laughs> um, so the Stream Deck. The first, so here's the mistake I made. The first Stream Deck I bought was six buttons because I thought that's all I'll need. And I did one live stream, and I thought I'm sending this thing back. There's there's not enough because in Ecamm, you can control scenes. And I know that it's coming to StreamYard, that they're working on that integration and that'll completely change things. And Wow. Um, so then I had a 15 button and then not too long ago, I, I upgraded to a 32 button. And for anybody that really doesn't know, um, and, and the Stream Deck is not, it doesn't matter whether you're on a Mac or PC. I don't think, I'm on a Mac. Um, I think you can use it because it just hooks in USB. Mm-hmm. But so like I use my stream deck all the time for just daily tasks. Like I, I've, I, I create shortcuts on there. So I've got one for Facebook, StreamYard, YouTube Studio, Ecamm, Google Drive, because I'm lazy. <laughs> and so I'll just click it and I'll just open up that program, Messengers, uh, my docs, if I want to write or whatever, it's just eat quicker. But then when I'm, 
when I'm in Ecamm, I create my scenes and that's how I'm using it for my show. And I don't know how StreamYard will end up doing theirs, but it's just an easier way. You can even do it with a presentation because uh, there's built in, I think now, things for a uh, 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 PowerPoint and Keynote. Yeah. Um, even my like my main light here is uh, Elgato Key Light. Mm-hmm. And I can control it now with the Stream Deck. I can control the brightness, the temperature on and off. And uh, it to me, I always hesitate to say is it a must-have, but I, I think it is. I think it really is because you can do so much stuff with it. Um, I know some guys that use... Uh, Use it for editing. I tried it, but I w- I just I was I was so used to the keyboard. But you can add like little hot keys and shortcuts in there if you're editing, and it'll just speed up your editing like that. Wow, Ooh, that's interesting. I need to try that. I I also have the the 32, and yeah, to your point, it's like um, I I use it because I was doing a number of presentations, and I was um, sick and tired of being brought into Zoom or GoToMeeting or whatever, yeah. and not being in control. Um, of of what I was presenting, and you know, all of a sudden, your entire screen's being taken over by PowerPoint, and you're like a little square up in the corner. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, um, you know, and Jim knows this because one of the presentations we did together, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do this so that we are both on the screen as well as our presentation, and that we're in control of it. And you know, I'm flipping through the slides with a button and flipping through another look and just, you know, like you said, just program all that stuff in Ecamm with those scenes and just touch of a button. And then when you want to go back to a single talking head, just boom, you want to drop in a lower third, all yeah. of that kind of stuff is um, is super seamless. And, you know, you can't get too tricky though, because if you get too flashy and tricky, then it then it distracts people from, from what you're saying. But it's yeah. the professionalism can it goes from here to here when you yeah. when you can see someone that's doing that kind of stuff versus someone that's like sitting here like uh, uh can you see my screen I, I'm sharing my PowerPoint can everybody see that and yes. like, and you am, I am I on hello is this thing on hello it was working a few minutes ago yeah and, and and there's little tricks you can do like in in Streamyard like I always know not Streamyard in my Stream Deck I always know like the if I'm going live. Like the the bottom button all the way on the right is always uh, my close, always, and that way I know when I'm ready to end, I can just my finger can just go down and hit it. I know that my main camera is in the upper left. I know there's a, a mute button in the lower left, so you can create these tricks in there, and you can stack your show as we used to call it in in television, however you want, but it just makes it. It makes it easier. And I mean, even if you were just, if you're going live, you could create your show that way. And literally what I always call it is, you know, is go live to tape is what we actually used to call it, where it, you're doing it live, but you're recording it, but you're, you're almost, by the time you're done, you're, you've got to produce show with lower thirds and everything. So even, I guess, Kevin, my question would be like similar, like to scenes in Ecamm, because Chris and I, has started to use Ecamm a lot more. In fact, uh, it's kind of funny sometimes because we will use Ecamm as a virtual cam in StreamYard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we do like the fact that we can multi-stream with StreamYard, but still have the functionality of Ecamm. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, maybe someday they'll all come together as one big happy family. We'll see. But uh, but I think when you're wanting to take your virtual presenting or even, you know, recording to the next level, you need tools like Ecamm to really 
yeah. do that or it's going to be extremely difficult. Yeah. And, but, and uh, you know, I, and I think that's, you know, some of the clients that I have, they, they want, you know, they were used to being on stages and giving TED talks and that, you know, and they got the clicker and now that's changed. So how can they make it look better? You know, how can they easily add some things to it? Um, and, you know, and, and, and that is one of the things when you, when you can help. And I mean, all my graphics are built in Canva. And so, and, and this is probably a whole different show, but, you know, you start thinking of how does this graphic fit into the show? How, where do I want my camera to be in there? So I've actually designed graphics where my camera, it's just more of a picture in pictures over on one side. And I've got the graphics running on this side and I don't want it to overtake the show but I want it to enhance it. And, and little things like that can really set you apart. And again, that's where the stream deck just comes in handy. And, you know, if, if you're not used to using that, I mean, you can have, I mean, it's like 99 profiles or something silly. So I just create a different profile for a show. So like I did a Black Friday deal show. I just did something different. And I had a, uh, I was speaking with a, or doing a virtual thing that week. So I just created a different profile for it. But then you can borrow from different folders. And so like if I have a name super that I like, I don't recreate it five times. I just use it for another scene. And it just and, and that that really helps your uh, production speed things up. And, and that was kind of my question is like, can you do multiple profiles? So then it's not okay. like if this is for your YouTube setup, it's this profile. Yep. And if it's a live set, that that's that's great. So I guess I guess. Because a lot of people talk about the ATEM Mini Pro and the and the ISO, is it is it really enhance that or is that like they're like separate tools? I mean, they're separate tools. I don't I don't have the ATEM. Um, I, I from what I understand, it is more of a of a camera switcher. I think more of an input, uh, you know, as opposed to the now you can use this you can use Stream Deck that way too. So like if you had three cameras, you can set them up all in there. Um, and in fact, you referenced the video. I don't know if that's one you saw, but I did I did like a quad split where I had my webcam, my iPhone, my M50, and the M6 to show the difference in what they looked like and and how it worked. You can easily do that. You can use your. I mean, you can use your iPhone. I use an app called Shoot Clean Camera Feed. It's like four bucks, but it turns my iPhone into a webcam without any, you know, it's clean HDMI. If you think about it, there's nothing on the screen and it's, and it's great. Um, but yeah, you, you, you can definitely borrow. And, and so like, I'll have a folder that just says YouTube live. I have another one called behind the live, which is the show that, that I've, I've done with Ecamm. I'll have, uh, you know, something I did over here and I may just borrow something from here, here, here. And it's just bringing it all together and putting it out there on the feed uh, makes it nice. The key, though, is where you store it because it's just pointing. So I learned the hard way when I had some stuff stored on my desktop and then I moved it over to an external drive and all of a sudden it was gone. So, awesome. excuse me, I just keep a folder now on an external drive that's called like live show elements. And anything I create, if I don't know if I'm going to use, I'll drop it in there. And then I have other folders for other shows. So I'm always pulling from there. And that way they'll always be there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah, and, and what I like about this what is, is my, uh, it, box. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
One of the things I like about it is like, you know, you're not talking about this. And we're not talking about this because it's like, oh, um, you know, it, it, you know, this is like this great piece of gear that's it, it's all about simplifying yeah. what you do so that you can communicate more effectively in 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 what you want to do. So this this um, you know, whether it's a switcher or whether it's the um the stream deck and yeah. and utilizing eCam or whatever software you're using, it's about like your your eyes are always on that you're engaging you're you're creating something easily and so your your entire focus is your content and and what you're saying and and then delivery of it all of that is is there not yeah. because you want to be able to be flashy with with the uh, you know flying in lower thirds and you know uh, you know it, all of that stuff that can be distracting it's like look this is going to take what I'm saying and make it more effective and reach more people. And, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's definitely a great, I mean, the stream deck was, was like a, a great purchase for me as well. It's just, it, it's kind of an easy button or 32 of them. Anyway. It is, it is very easy, uh, to overcomplicate things and overproduce it. And the reason I know that is because I can do it. Um, and I, and I remember after reading Sean Cannell's book, uh, YouTube secrets and, I, I wrote down somewhere, you know, stop overthinking it and stop overproducing it because it's so easy. Oh, I'll, I'll just do this, this, and it's like, wait a minute. What does that have to do with what I'm even talking about? You can do that with gear. Um, something that I say a lot is that gear won't make you more creative. It can help you create, but it, it won't make you any more creative. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, just something that how much do you need? Well, what are you doing? You know, just always come back to that, to the message and the content, and you may not need as much as you think. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's extremely, extremely powerful. I think, uh, you know, and and I I think I even look at it. The stream deck is like what a lot of people don't think about. You know, this is where you know, I I guess my Marine Corps background. It's about creating systems for success. Mm. Stream deck allows you to have a system so everything becomes repeatable, mm-hmm. easy to do. And so you can just, you know, it becomes an, almost a no-brainer. You got to make sure you pick the right folder, right? Checklist. Because <laughs> the worst thing that could happen is you pick the wrong folder and like, wait a minute, that's not the graphic I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that, I think it's a great, great points. And I think uh, there's really just a lot of great value here today and letting people know, uh, you know, what those things are. Um, but so, so what would you say, Kevin, do you, have you found the mirrorless cameras? Because I, I, I've seen them a couple times when we could go out and see things in person. They're really fascinating. I, I oh, mean, do you yeah. do you like the mirror over the uh, the mirrorless over the DSLR? I do. I mean, I you know, so this one is a mirrorless. The M6 Mark II is a mirrorless. Uh, the M50 is a mirrorless. I do have a Canon SL3, um, and then I just ordered a uh, Canon RP, the EOS RP. Um, and I, I got it refurbished. Um, I do because I think they're lighter and there's there's less moving parts. They send they seem to be somewhat more, depending on what you're doing, somewhat more uh they 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 act faster if that makes sense. Um and then a lot of times too, you know, they've they've gotten a little better with the processing and stuff like that. I the funny thing is I don't really use them that much for photography. Um, most of my photography is shot with my iPhone. Um, and I've got an, I had up until recently, I had an iPhone eight plus, uh, and it finally, the, the home button died on it. So I got an 11, 
uh, just because there was a good deal on it. I knew it was still a good phone. So, um, but mirrorless, you know, you need to think about the lenses. You might have to get a different mount. Um, like I've got a little, a little bitty mount that goes onto my M50, which allows me to use almost any lens I want. Older lens, lenses that aren't even made for that camera. This camera right here that I'm using is a Canon, but actually has a Sigma 16 millimeter lens on it that will fit natively on there. And this by far has probably become one of my favorite lenses because of the blurred background. Um, yeah, and I, and I saw that's something you talked about. You yeah. really like it because it'll literally still go on that Canon without any... Oh, yeah. Mount, yeah. Right. yeah, there's no mount. It'll go on that. It'll go on my M50 and I don't need the uh, the adapter. Uh, whereas opposed to, so like the Canon M50, there's, there, I think it's their M series lens. So I've got like a, a 22 millimeter that fits natively on the M50, which is probably my other favorite lens. But if I use my 24 to 70, I have to use the little adapter on there, which does it. And, and the nice thing is you still get the autofocus, you still get everything. But I mean, if I do this, that should focus on my hand and then just, Good, yeah, that's, wow. You know, oh, that's wow. that's the beauty of it. Uh, is it back in open? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Wow, yeah, that's killer. So it's you know it's it's nice and and the distance isn't that far back either. Um, it's just wide enough, you know. Which is another thing to think about when you're you're looking at lenses. How wide do you want? Um, how I mean, the aperture on this will go all the way down to one point six, which just means I can let more light in. Mm. Um, you know, which also then helps with the depth. Mm. So if it's a, if it's a you know like a higher uh, f stop, then you may not get as much. You'd have to do other things to like like really be further away from it. Uh, but this and and I think this lens, I think it's like three hundred. I mean, it's it's under four hundred dollars. You know, and I don't I don't say any of that like it's just cheap, but compared to some lenses, oh yeah, right, it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, Kevin, so you have you have multiple cameras going yes. on, and sometimes you're using multiple cameras in the same. Hey, Chris, I don't screen. have the problem. You have the problem, okay? Not me, not because I have multiple cameras. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. Yes. Um, no, I don't. I don't. Please take my card. No, I don't. Please, honey, I need the other visa. How much? How much do you worry about you know different brands and different t camera types and sort of the color you know difference in color science and when you're switching between cameras it doesn't look completely uh, disparate yeah. you know from you know the one you've, you're using primarily versus another camera do you worry about that that much do you try to adjust it and attenuate it so that it looks kind of seamless is that something yeah I'm doing that's actually that's a great question so for a a a period of time, I had two M50s, and it was the first time ever where I've had multiple cameras that I had two of the exact same. And the reason I did that, the reason I told myself I did that, is so when I went on a shoot, if I needed, if I needed two cameras, I could set them up exactly the same. Uh, now, they might have different lenses, and that will affect it some, but the, if the same lighting is there... And they're working. Plus, if one went down, as the lame excuse, then I could always have the other one. So, yeah, there is something to be said about being able to match cameras. But having said that, there's also tricks you can do um, in, in Final Cut with like an adjustment layer and color grading 
where you can make different shots, different cameras kind of look the same uh, to a degree, to a degree. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't worry about that that much. I mean, you know, the funny thing is things that'll bother me won't bother anybody else. Right. You know, it's, it's like how I watch movies and TV shows. I watch it to be enjoy, to enjoy it, be entertained. But then I also watch it to figure out how they did that. Why did they do that? How did they shoot that? I mean, I've ruined movies and television for my wife who used to just watch to be and she'll go, Hey, did you, did you see that? And I'm like, I'm sorry. You used to just be able to enjoy it, but that's how I, so if, if I'm watching a video and I realize that even a live stream that, that, that one camera doesn't quite match. I notice it and it'll bother me when at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, you know, because again, that, now you know what I have to put up when it comes with Chris and, and audio. Oh yeah. You hear that? I'm like what? I've, I've ruined, yeah, I've ruined podcasts and, uh, you know, it, you know, his entire music collection. Um, because- yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that? You hear that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, if depending on what you were doing, it is something to think about, um, you know, I I did some work this year with with our church, and and they were trying, we were trying to do some stuff, um, you know, because of COVID, we were trying to do some some uh, not concerts, but music and and things like that, and they wanted to use multicam setup, and sometimes it was tough to get those cameras when you'd punch from one to the when you punch when you'd go from one to the other to look even similar. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you'd have to say, this is just, it, this is what it's the best we can do, you know, but even things like zooming in and things like that can affect it, you know, how far the lens throw is. So I don't know. I don't, I, again, I, I think it's little things like that, that we creators mm-hmm. just imagine people are just like, oh, I'm not watching that anymore. <laughs> and people are out there going like, what, what, are you, what, what are you talking about? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eventually you learn, you learn how to do that stuff. But if you take too much time on the front end, worrying about it to, to the earlier point, you're just, you're not creating it. And that's the most important part is to, to get started, start ugly as our, our buddy, Chris Kermitz would say, and uh, get it out there. And then, you know, yeah, I mean, if you make a mistake here and there, we, we all make mistakes and, and uh, heck, Jim made a mistake about six minutes ago. No one else noticed, but me, but you know, we all make mistakes and we'll, we'll, we'll solve them. Yeah, I just got an intermission right in the middle of the show. How about that? Well, you know, you hated us. it's better than perfect. And I, and, and I agree now, you know, if, if you were doing, you know, like a, a commercial for a client or something like that, you always want it to be the best it can be. And again, I, you know, I, I, I'm a perfectionist, which, which is bad when it comes to creating content. But, you know, again, just it, it's, it's more about creating and the things that we get all wound up about that it's just, all it is is an excuse to keep from doing. So. Right. Yeah. Now, this, is, this has been great, Kevin. Kevin, what's the, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Uh, visa.com. Uh, there's things on there that, that you can do if you want to check out my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. I'd love that too. And that's Kevin Colby as well. Um, I'm also on, on, on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Colby Media. But, but if you wanted to start somewhere and find out a little bit more, my website, kevincolby.com, would be a great place to start. And speaking of your YouTube channel, you just crossed um, a milestone, right? Yeah, this year's been crazy. Uh, when I finally got serious and focused about my YouTube channel, when I finally did what I told everybody else to do, go figure. Um, I really saw it grow. And yeah, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, I 
uh, hit 2,000 subs. Um, when the growth, thank you, when the growth took off this year, I had some goals that I wanted to uh, get to 1,000 subs by uh, the 1st of August. And I got there July 31st, 30th, 31st, how many ever days it has. And then I said, you know, it would be really great if I could get into the YouTube partner program, which means you're monetized, among some other things, by the end of the year. And I got there by uh, mid-October. And then I thought, okay, if maybe I can get to 2,000 subs by the end of the year. And I got there a couple of weeks ago. So uh, That's awesome. So it's good. But, you know, I mean, the numbers are good. And and with with different levels on YouTube, you get to... Uh, enjoy other things like a custom URL and and being in the partner program and things like that. But the the best part is just connecting with a community and and YouTube is my place to to share and teach from and connect with and just love it, love it. It's my core platform. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, man, it's been it's been great having you on the show. And for those of you who are watching. You know, go subscribe to what I consider the best uh, channel for learning how oh, to you. do live streaming. Uh, you know, editing your video. He makes he makes it uh, you know easy enough for you know a, a dummy like me to uh, <laughs> or or Jim uh, to understand. Kevin, thank you so much for for joining us, man. You're very kind. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations, you've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.